Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm senior contributor Jeff Heilman here at the historic Seaview, a Dolce Hotel in Atlantic County, New Jersey. From my window, I can see just the very tops of the Borgata Water Club and a few other Atlantic City buildings, but this is an oasis and sanctuary unto itself. Opened in 1914, and I'm sitting here uh, with hospitality industry veteran Mike Tidwell, Director of Sales and Marketing. Mike, great to see you again. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, so, Mike, we sat down in New York City a couple of weeks ago to do a quick overview of the property, which is coming off a $18 million renovation. And one thing you shared with me is your passion for this property. And I can tell you, having walked the grounds and explored the guts and bowels of the building with you a few minutes ago, this is a place to be very passionate about. So you've been here for 10 years. Take me, to, take me back to the beginning of the Seaview, 1914. So, uh, you know, bear in mind, a lot of these stories are passed down, but, uh, you know, Seaview was a private club. The original Bay Course was built in 1912. Uh, 1914, the clubhouse and uh, the original 33 rooms were opened, and it remained a private club for uh, well into the uh, 80s. Um, but throughout that history, there were additions that occurred, um, and then prominent events and prominent guests from from presidents to, to rock bands and, you know, our... Uh, our wall of fame can show you, uh, you know, quite a few of those people. Definitely. And, and it's funny, almost every month we find out about some other celeb or musician or uh, politician who's been here that we never realized. Yeah, I've seen you. You showed me the great project you're doing, which is reviving a lot of the archival material from early days, everything from uh, scorecards to menus to special events. And you are slowly but surely putting those on the walls to impart a sense of the great history. So it started, it was a private golf club initially, and then uh, started hosting major events like the PGA in 1942. Yes, um, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, local events and club events, club challenges as well, uh, but the, the PGA was uh, really a, a big event for any resort to hold at any time. Uh, so we're on the PGA trophy, which is kind of a rare thing to, to be able to say. On the Wanamaker? That, that's correct, yeah, yes. That's right. Yes, so, uh, you know, Sam Sneed won his first major here. Um, and so uh, it's really a cool part of our history. We love to uh, mention and talk about. And then, you know, the LPGA uh, plays here uh, each year. And so it's just a continuation of that golf uh, heritage that we enjoy. Definitely. So that's a very appealing piece for groups. Uh, the property became started becoming a hotel in the 80s. Yes, at, at a, there was a period where uh, I think membership dwindled, and uh, you know it's a big property. It's a it's a big physical plant, and so uh, it got pretty expensive, and so it was difficult for the club to maintain. Uh, and there was a point where uh, Marriott came in and, and purchased the property and uh, developed it further with timeshare and uh, did a renovation to the hotel back in the 80s. Right. Um, and then subsequent to that, Marriott sold it um, to a real estate investment trust, and then they sold it to Stockton University, which, which is, is about when we came, when Dolce came in to manage. Right. Uh, and then this past summer, Stockton sold it to KDG. So Stockton University is local down here in the Atlantic City region. They've just built a beautiful new campus in Atlantic City, which is a great economic regenerator for that market. But here you're now fresh off a beautiful $18 million makeover of this. And, and as all seaside hotels, typically they feel like a ship. 
Uh, this is very much great bones and a great blend of contemporary elements while preserving much of the of the original architecture and design. Yeah, that's true, um, and we're really we're really proud of how it came out. I mean, it's it's better than we even imagined, um, but it was important uh, through every phase, and uh, several of us were involved with the design team in in protecting some of the history and protecting some of the elements that even our guests tell us don't change that, keep that. I hope you don't change everything, and. And so we're pretty happy with how it came out. So, you know, even to the detail, original guest room doors are still intact. The original woodworking and trim throughout the rooms, just as examples. And then obviously in the lobby and the bar that we looked at, you've got all this original architecture and beautiful hand-done woodworking that is still there. And super details that you shared, you know, for instance, the, the, the scorch marking on the brick walls, the original brick walls of the bar area, possibly dating to Prohibition days when they tested the alcohol content of bourbon by lighting it on the bar counter. Y- yes, that's right. That's, that's right. gorgeous. Uh, yeah. the, the indoor, so there's two pools, indoor, outdoor, but the indoor dates is original, 1914. Yes, yes. And that was originally um, salt water. So they would pump water in from the bay. And then there's this actually kind of, um, which I showed you, it looks like a spaceship in our basement. Oh, yes. It's this massive structure that would filter the bay water and then it would pump it into the indoor pool. Uh, it wasn't until, uh, I want to say as recently as the 80s, where it was converted to fresh water because the pipe started to deteriorate after all that time. But it's another interesting piece of our history. Definitely. And then you look at some of the key meeting spaces here, the Oval Room, for instance, where Grace Kelly had her Sweet 16 back in 1946, one of many great historical moments. Here. Yes, yes, and it's that that room's uh, actually it's one of the favorites of our clients, both on the social side and the meeting side, um, partially because of the views. It's so unique. Um, we've got some cool, as you mentioned, the archival images. We've got some cool images of meetings set up in that room, even to the extent back then where every third seat there was a stand-up ashtray because right. everyone seemed to smoke at that time. Um, but a lot of the original uh, woodwork that you see in those pictures is still maintained in that room today. Definitely. So you, ha- you have a very, very distinguished uh, meetings history of very important meetings. Uh, the conference board, 1959, where you had, P- you know, you had the chairman of the New York Stock Exchange here. That's a huge part of the continuing legacy of this building. Yes, we, we had. Um, it's interesting, you know, we've talked uh, on many occasions about our legacy staff. And in addition to the legacy staff, we've got legacy accounts. There's an association uh, based in New Jersey that's been here for over 75 years. There was one disruption, and that was um, in world, during World War II that they did not hold their meeting, but sent a letter that we have framed in one of the hallways telling us that they would have to skip that year because of the war. So, you know, there's this really great legacy on both the staff side, where our Bellman's parents were Bellman, to the client side, where customers have been here for 75 or or more years. Truly, it speaks so highly, doesn't it, that people come back. And when you look out the windows, you look at the views here, you look at the bay, the original bay golf course with Absecon, the waters of Absecon, excuse me, Bay, and then the New Jersey Shore, again, the the Atlantic City skyline. But it's truly a a sanctuary for important meetings. Um, And there's been many important people here. I look at your, as you said before, your your wall of fame photographs. You have everybody from Zsa Zsa Gabor to Joan Rivers to Jane Seymour, and then you've had uh, Willie Nelson and then the Rolling Stones. Now, 
my readers may be familiar, my editors certainly are. I, I managed to weave these guys in a lot of my stories, <laughs> but they were here for 10 days in December 1989 on the Steel Wheels tour, which was actually the very first time I ever went to Atlantic City. But they took over for 10 days and Keith celebrated his 46th birthday here. So those stories, uh, and it's a place of storytelling, and that's one of your roles. In addition to being a, a veteran hotel guy who loves data, and that's how you drive, you've also become a historian here. Yeah, it's a it's a special place. Um, as we talked earlier, um, it, to work in a historic resort uh, is so special and so unique. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to not be in a building like this. It adds an element that you wouldn't necessarily have in a hotel that's next to an interstate, however good or bad it is. Right. Um, but driving up each morning, it's like you know driving up to a mansion, um, and and there's always something you discover here. So it, it really is an interesting place to work, and you know I think that has a lot to do with why I've been here for I'm in my 11th year. That speaks highly too, and it, it does have that mansion feeling. You get you get off the Garden State Parkway onto local Route 9, and the the approach is beautiful. It goes through some very very pleasing quiet sleepy towns on the way to get here, Smithville, Galloway Township, <clears throat> where we are. And then you enter and you are in another world, 60 plus acres in addition to the golf courses. Correct. Uh, and so for groups, uh, what is generally, traditionally, what has your sweet spot been for meeting and event groups? Uh, you know, from a size perspective, uh, we're, we're looking at, on average, uh, typically a group is about 35 to 45 rooms. Um, but what, what you end up with as a group here is you're a big fish in a small pond. Yes. Uh, you get a lot of personal attention. A lot of our groups are repeat. A lot of our groups know the staff uh, having come back year after year and there's no turnover. And you really don't see this low turnover rate in any hotel. Um, it has a lot to do with how unique this resort is. And so we see a wide range of industries, associations, um, there's there's golf tied into a lot of what our groups do. Yes. You know, maybe the first day they might arrive a day early to play golf, or the last day they'll stay in golf. That's one of the aspects. Being close to Atlantic City is good. A lot of people want to go into Atlantic City but not stay there, so we capitalize on that. And then the other big element for us are weddings. Uh, our average is 80 weddings per year. Some years have been much higher and some a little lower. Uh, but that's a big element of what we do, and we're proud of it. Definitely. And that, that energy, I mean, last night, for instance, there was a big social event in your <clears throat> very beautiful main dining room, too. Also oval-shaped, but larger than the oval room. So let's talk about some of the key venues and the key um, service offerings for meeting planners and groups. So... Uh, if you look at um, the space and how we use it, there, there are really uh, two ballrooms, the, the um, presidential ballroom and then the baby ballroom. Uh, the, the presidential then breaks into three parts. So um, there's a lot of flexibility there. On top of that, that oval room we discussed, the historic oval room, and then yes. the main dining room also serve as venue places for cocktail receptions and weddings. Um, and so because of the, the size of the property and the layout, um, there's a lot of flexibility. And so it gives us the ability to cater to a lot of different size groups and a lot of different um, moving parts that come within programs. And so uh, that, not to mention the outside space, which we have some covered, uh, covered pavilion, a beautiful patio that overlooks the bay that we've tented for events. And so it's a very unique property and there's a lot of creativity that can go into making programs work because of how unique all the space is. Most definitely. And, and are you drawing, most obviously mostly from New Jersey, Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, but are groups discovering you from farther afield? It, it, you know, traditionally 
we've been a drive market. Um, it's been a New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania play for the most part. Uh, that's not to say there aren't groups that come from further, but um, that's pretty much been the sweet spot. And so we want to, we're growing on that. We, we, you know, the goal is always to expand your base and, and grow your business constantly. You have to keep growing. And so we're trying to reach outside of that traditional geography. Definitely. Well, I, I would say just based on the 24 hours I've been here, which included a wonderful meal last night in your Coastal Grill, which is the pub complement to the main dining room, with your very uh, knowledgeable and ambitious chef, Sean Freeman. Uh, incredible takes on pasta, great desserts. It was a delicious meal all the way through. So that's another thing groups can look forward to here. And I would think, you know, this is the quint- quintessence of the historic hotel in so very many ways. Great golf offering growing FMB, proximity, accessibility, it really has it all. Yes, yes. And, you know, um, I think any club, food and beverage is an important aspect to club membership. It always was. We always had extraordinary chefs, and that's continued. Um, we've got a recipe that we still use for clam chowder that is award-winning. Uh, the hotel is, has been voted one of the top 100 brunches in the country. So um, food and beverage is important to what we do. And one of the things that you know, I think it's overused nowadays is farm to table. We've been doing that for 40 years. Um, we still buy our our uh, scallops from a local boat in Atlantic City. We get our clams from a place called River Road uh, Seafood. So a lot of what we do is local. We're surrounded by farms. Uh, and so so we've been doing that for a long time. Definitely. A taste of place and a very, a very distinct sense of place. You've got 105 years going here and the sense of... of the past guest is very strong. It's a very, very appealing proposition for meeting planners and uh, delighted to cover it here on the podcast. And also in uh, my upcoming coverage of New Jersey, there'll be a section on this on the Sea View in our June story. So Mike, great to spend time with you today. Thank you very much for your hospitality. I wish you continuing success here. Thank you. Come back. Thank you very much. And thanks for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. Check out the podcast section on meetingstoday.com for a wealth of other broadcasts featuring some of the dynamic personalities and thought leaders in the meetings industry.